of her soul for revenge by harley larue um hallie and i do such a great job of rambling so we decided it's time for part two so here we are and we're just gonna jump right on in are you ready hallie i'm ready to get through this book because we have a lot of good shit coming up i am excited as well so we start back and juniper is deep in tracking down victoria and she sees for herself the first time that Victoria's with Ray and that Victoria's still on her same bullshit. You know, she's still luring per- people in for the sacrifice. Being a trifling asshole. She is. She's a fucking bitch. Trifling she, asshole. You a trifling ass bitch. <laughs> so in the midst of all this, she sees that Everly is also creeping around staring at Victoria and Ray. And she's oh, like. This is so weird. Like Everly like really kind of creeps me out. I don't like. <laughs> It's like, I can't wait for Everly's story because I really need her point of view to like me to not think she's a fucking creeper all the time. I'm sure I'm going to love her because like her and Callum give me like Hades and Persephone vibes. But like from everyone else's point of view, she's just like a little oddball. Like, Yeah. And it's like, she's just, I just imagine her like hair in her face, like just creeping yes. around a fucking corner. And that's yes. exactly what she's doing. And she's like staring in the window. At- yes. <laughs> Juniper's like, bitch, what are you doing? So, yeah, Juniper notices her and is like, all right, I'm going to confront her. So <laughs> Juniper, like, chases her down an alley and then Everly uses, like, a magical force to be like, boom, bitch, no! Boom! <laughs> force field! Like a force field. And Juniper's like, woohoo! <laughs> and gets pushed Whoa. away. But Everly isn't good with her magic yet, obviously. And as she, like, does this, she, like, kind of trips and... She, like, goes invisible, but, like, Juniper can, like, still kind of see her. <laughs> yeah, she's it's like, not full on. Bitch, I see you in the bricks. <laughs> she like takes off running and Jennifer like grabs her bag and she's like, give me that shit. <laughs> and so she, yeah, somehow gets this map now. The piece of paper is like, bam, that's exactly where Everly is located, which is what it's they've been trying to figure to, out. And we're going on a trip. Trip in our favorite rocket ship. <laughs> and and here we go zane and juniper they follow the map like deep into the woods and as they're walking they realize that they're like zane gets an overwhelming feeling that they're being watched and like duh they are because we know from the last book it's fucking callum so callum like roughs him up a bit fucking almost basically almost kills zane because he's a demon on his territory and yeah, so, like, Callum's, like, the arc demon, so, like, he's way more powerful, and he's such a little creep, like, just, like, they're going on this magical little trail, and then Zane's, like, fuck, and then there yeah. he is, just, like, perched on a little tree with his wings out. Hello. Bam, attacks him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Hi, and- fuckers. <laughs> you know, the, and then there was something, Hallie, that I, like, had in my notes that I just felt here. You remember back when, I don't remember if it's Zane or Leon, that describes how witches can find the name of somebody and then they can use the, yes. the like, the demon name to take over. Yes. I feel like this is the Callum story. I feel like I figured that out. I don't know. I have no idea. I know that Callum is like a demon prince, so I'm kind of excited to like know where that's going to go. Yeah. But I mean, I really I, don't know. I also think, you know, I just figure out every story as I read it, even though it's not true. So <laughs> just going to make it my own world here. Yeah. So we like know the whole 
Callum is Everly's bitch deal thing. And basically, like, they're back in the witch domain, the coven house, the fairy lair, whatever you want to call it. And Everly has Juniper on a couch, and she wakes up, and she's like, where the fuck am I? And basically, we know, like, Everly's like, okay, here's my plan, which is I want to kill the god, and I know you want to kill the Hadleys, and, like, I need you to do that. So, like, do that, okay? So, like, keep doing what you're doing. And that's literally sums up all of what I love this, like, moment they had, though. I call it, like, in my notes, the Juniper and Everly showdown. And it's, like, just, like, well, my demon's better than your demon kind of conversation, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, here we go. And, yeah, so basically she – Juniper just realizes, okay – because she hates Everly because in her mind Everly watched as they sacrificed her. But she's starting to see that, like, Everly isn't really evil, She's just kind of fucking weird. She's weird, and she's, like, been put in the wrong situation. Like, she's just forced into something that she had no control over. Correct. She, like, ends up calling her, like, a storm. Like, she's almost like a bomb on the verge of exploding. And I think that just goes back to, like, even in book one, they talked about Everly, how, like, she has all this power, but she has no clue how to use it yet. And you see that a little bit in this scene, too. Like, Everly, like, breaks glass at one point when she gets mad. And, like, I'm just telling you, Everly's going to be a badass bitch next book. Oh, she's going to be a huge deal. I can't wait to see how, like, how powerful she is. Yeah. And her background. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, basically, like you said, like, they – it's a long scene. It is funny, I thought. I thought it was kind of funny. But, yeah, basically, it's like, all right, well, you're going to have my plan now. And at first, Juniper's like, I don't really want to be a part of your plan. Like, I have my own plan. And (laughs) – Everly's like, well, it's still your plan. You're just going to help me so I can kill the god, okay? And it's like, yeah, like, still okay. do what you want to do and, like, keep this up. But I'm just filling you in. Yeah. I need you to complete your fucking plan. Yeah. So they get into this. Finally, Everly's like, bring Zane to Callum. <laughs> They're just like, let's go find Callum. Because she, like, cuts her hand on, like, a teapot. It's just like, yeah. Oh, he'll know that I'm bleeding, so we have to go. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I like <laughs> So, But Everly's the one that tells him about the Halloween party. Yes. And then She's that's like, you where- need to go to the party because Kent's going to be there. And by the way, look out for Ray while you're there. And Juniper's like, fuck that bitch. I don't give a shit. Like, like this is I got my own shit going on. <laughs> this is, thank you for the Halloween party idea, but I don't give a fuck about these other bitches. Yeah. So – he comes, Zane gets released, blah, 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 blah. Basically, they're like, sayonara, good luck. Hope to see you in a better world is how they basically yeah. end this whole scene. And the next chapter that comes up was like really where I saw like the feelings. The feelings are there. So, yes, the sweetest moment. It is so because, sweet. Like, Juniper didn't know if Zane was alive or not. Zane didn't She's know if Juniper was alive or not. And now they like finally get to have this like moment and this like, ugh. It's just beautiful. So Juniper realizes after the whole Callum and Everly like incident, she had like these weird protective feelings over Zane. And she calls them like weird feelings. And I just am like, it's you love him, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're not good with words. Okay. We're not, you obviously don't know what you're doing, but that's fine. So Zane like confronts her and he's like, okay, listen, chick, what are you scared of? What are you afraid of? And she's like this. I'm afraid of this. This whole thing. And Zane yeah. basically points out that this is, like, more than a bargain. And, like, the whole time we know Zane cares and Juniper has issues of letting him in. And I'm just going to read it because it's so pretty. You're afraid of something far bigger than that. And I'll tell you something, Juniper. This is a hell of a lot more than a bargain. I'm not fucking around. I don't fuck around when I find something I want. 
And she says, but you already have me. My voice sounded desperate as if I was pleading with him to be callous to tell me he was just joking. Body and soul. But I decided I want something else too. He said as he laid his hand around my neck and pressed his thumb against my pulse. Every beat was emphasized as it throbbed against my finger, hard and fast. That right there. I want that next. He lowered his voice, a shivering, inducing whisper into my ear. And I'll have it. Just wait. Oh my ah! God. So it did. I just was like so excited. Finally, they have their moment. I and just thought like, that like Zane like is his badass demon, but like he freaking owns his emotions, okay? Like oh, he's he not afraid to be like, this is what I'm feeling. And I know you're feeling it, but you're gonna be a little difficult about it. Well, and it's also But like I'll said, wait for you to get to catch up. Right. And he said like <laughs> a thousand years to like figure his shit out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if only my husband had a thousand years <laughs> to figure out to get his emotions in track. Get, so I didn't have to deal with them. So <laughs> that's just I love that. So finally, Juniper and Zane, they get back to his house and she is like, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. I know oh this is God. probably Hallie's favorite scene in the book. Oh, there's <gasps> one other one, but this is probably her favorite. And the layers are like starting to pull back because she, you know, she's like, oh, I'm so glad to be home. And he's like, why? And she's like, well, because I've never had this before. And he basically says like, you know, let's, we got to go back into your juniper issues and her main thing is not letting go or letting anyone in so zane decides he's gonna let her take control tonight and that he also craves letting someone else take control yeah he like wants to replace this memory he had like he had this bad memory with callum where he was in chains and he couldn't get to juniper and i was like i want to replace that bad memory with a good one and i want you to be the one to like do this with I know. And I'm just like, any, anything, anything And he explains control so nicely here. He says, control is about force of will. It's about your will and my will in unison for what we desire. You're fierce, Juniper. Not even a god could force your submission. So I certainly can't, he chuckled softly. It's not about that. You've given me control because you've wanted to. I can do the same. And I was like, here it fucking comes. It's just <laughs> this like level of respect and it's like yes. this honor to like, you both see each other strong enough to like do that for each other. And it's just, oh my God, my heart. And of course, like in Zane fashion, he takes a loving scene and then makes it sarcastic and teasing. So Zane teases her and asks her if she wants him to like, if she wants him to shut up. And because he's kind of pressing and poking her. Shut that her. smart mouth. Yeah. And, <laughs> smart ass mouth. And he goes, he like has her standing downstairs and then jim jim. Then comes back with a ball gag in his hand. Like super fast demon power. Like his like chest of toys. Yes. She's like, um. Well, she been... he doesn't take her there yet. No, he's like zoom zoom. whole time. And he has the ball gag. And metal. It's metal. Metal. Yeah, it's a metal ball gag. And Juniper is one astounded that like he could possibly break his teeth on that. Yeah. <laughs> and then two is getting like hot and heavy imagining it. Um, in his mouth so she asks him like what other toys is he hiding around here and zane takes her upstairs and shows her his trunk of toys which is full of like not normal like actually i don't even know what is normal toys because everyone's different but his comment like these are not for humans yeah they're chains ding ding ding. yeah he's like they're (laughs) chains paddles clubs like leather restraints and she's like this ain't it for humans and he's like baby girl these are for me Like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to have all that. Okay, thanks. So without hesitation, she immediately just tells him to, like, get on his knees. 
and she to take is, his shirt off. Oh, mommy. she it's mommy. mommy. She is. Mommy. This made me think like about a dominant scene, and I feel like maybe I could do this. Um, okay, so I was thinking about like if okay if you had if you and I were a couple, who would be the dominant? Who would be the you? <laughs> I think you would be the you dominant. You think I would be the dominant? Yeah. I'm such a little bitch. I appreciate that you think that. You I am, are, but like but... when you get in this like sassy role, it's like you listen to Mama Taylor. Like we do not ask questions here. <laughs> I'm controlling the situation. <laughs> I'm gonna control it, okay? <laughs> I and did. I that's what I. That's what I think about when I read these scenes. Hmm, if me and Taylor were in a relationship, <laughs> what would we be? And also, like, mine wouldn't be out of pure like I. It wouldn't be like I need to do this to feel good. It would be like I need this, or I'm gonna freak the fuck out. Yeah. And then you get that crazy look in your eye, and I'm just like, I'll shut up and do whatever you need. Take I don't, your okay. Shirt <laughs> we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> Give me the ball cake. I'll put it in myself. <laughs> I will put it in my own mouth. <laughs> I just picture you like whipping Steven. Ah! It's the funniest shit I've ever thought about. Oh my God. He's such a little baby. He would not. Like, <laughs> he would like I, cry. Like, I'd pinch him and he's like, please don't touch me. That hurts. <laughs> like I literally will. Like, or he would cry. It is like, me. don't touch me. He turns into a baby. A man child. How could okay, you? Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> the funny bitch you watched had to share. So, again, she immediately tells him to get on his knees and take off his shirt. And he, like, still messes with her and is like, oh, are you trying to get a better view? And she says, I gave you an order, not a suggestion. Hmm. So she tells him to open. Shut the fuck up. I know. She's like, I am (laughs) trying here. I can see it in her head being like, okay, listen, I'm trying, okay? I need you. I am in control here. (laughs) I'm not breaking character. (laughs) So he tells her, uh, she tells him to open up his mouth and then she starts to like admire his fangs. And I don't know why I think their fangs are so fucking sexy now. Oh, I like, I agree. I, I kind of like just, you know, the biting and whatever, but I, I do like it. And she puts the ball gag in his mouth. She starts to circle him, enjoying the view. Hands behind your back. Locks hands cuffed around his lip, his wrists. And she's like aware that he can like break through these. But I think that makes it like more exciting for her that he's just listening to her. I mean, she truly is like truly submitting. And he's like, oh, she goes, oh, wow, you're actually silent for once. What a good boy. I died. I just love it. Okay. So I have to read this or I'm not going to be able to get through it. Um, He sighed. Here we go. (laughs) Here we are. Um, He side eyed me as I stood, the shackles secured, gagged and chained on, on his knees. Fuck, that was a sexy thing to see. I stood in front of him again and scratched my nails lightly down the side of his face. His pupils had swelled, and he moved slightly to tug against the chains, keeping his eyes on me at all time. Let's see how well you can keep quiet. He mumbled something as I walked back toward the the chest. I shook my head, even through his muffled sounds around the gag, elicited an excited warmth deep in my stomach. Are you failing already? Or is it just too hard to resist the smart-ass remarks? I had no idea it's what like he said. She's tried. like the school teacher and he's like the bad yeah. boy, you know? And he's like, I assume it was something sarcastic, which it totally fucking is. <laughs> of course. And she grabs a whip um, that has and like chains. a leather. Yeah, that has a leather handle. And the, and the tails are like slim pieces of metal. I ran the metal tips up his up his arm over his shoulders and whipped it down his breath hitched only for a moment the chains left behind beautiful red marks growing brighter across his skin with every passing second i hummed appreciatively and whipped down on him again <laughs> i love it his she shoulders like, tightened shut the fuck up and bitch. i scratched my nails over the fresh marks so quiet i teased 
Not so hard to silence yourself once it's a challenge, is it? Mommy. Exactly. Mommy. I love the next part when she like steps on his. Oh yeah, hard that's yeah. Dick. So he like that is just like, oh my god, I can't. Like she does. What? So she like continues to like tease him, and she's like whipping him, and she's like bantering back and forth, and then finally she realizes like jeans are getting a little tight there, huh? A little too snug for that uh-huh. big old swelling cherry red demon dick. And she says, poor boy, doesn't look very comfortable. His hips twitched forward and he took a deep breath, a deep slow breath as I stood back and raised the flogger again. Does the sting make your cock twitch? Yes. Yes, it yes, does. Yes, mommy, it does. <laughs> yes. I whipped the change down and he growled as the red and he marks bloomed. And I'd taken command in sex before with other partners, but there was something particularly exciting about someone as powerful as Zane submitting to me, even knowing he was a masochist, hadn't prepared me for him to actually let me take command, which I love so much because like there's a moment in every single relationship and Hallie, I'm sure you can speak to this as well. If there's like giving someone what they need and like what they want to be able to get off no matter what, like it is. Yes. Oh, I loved it. So I draped my flogger around his neck and pressed my foot against his crotch. His thick, hard link twitched against me, and I giggled as it applies. I applied a little more pressure. Dude, Should she I is say- fucking like standing on oh. his. Di- like I yeah. am just like this is a badass bitch with balls the size of like Antarctica. Oh, she doesn't give a shit. She didn't give and a fuck. Should I set this greedy cock free of yours? Oh my god. <laughs> I ground my foot down and he groaned, the veins in his arms beginning to run black. I love that he is turning into a demon. He, like, can't control it. Like, he is so far gone. Like, he is, like, this woman is a fucking goddess. Like, my wet dream come true. So she finally crouches down and, like, pulls down his pants and his cock just springs free. I think it's so funny. (laughs) Boing. Boing. I rub my fingertip in slow circles around a s- slick cherry red head. I told you, Allie, it's cherry red. Savoring every you. twitch. You're looking a little tense, Zane. <laughs> I love the like, just like picking that she's doing at him. Like the little digs are just like. So this is actually my favorite part of this whole scene. So as she like is continuing to tease him and like running the flogger around him, um, she decides she's going to like strip. And she continues to circle him naked, which is, like, only turning him on more. Like, she's not doing this. She obviously knows they're going to have sex. But, like, she's doing this basically just push him and push him. So she straddles his face and she whips the flogger down as he's eating her out. So then she decides, you know what? I want some more of this. And she wants to mark him. So she grabs a knife, slides down on his dick. dick. I know. She slides from his face, has the knife starts riding his dick and is carving her name under his collarbone. And he's fucking losing it. Oh, he like can't even control himself. And she even says his eyes widened with excitement as I made my first mark. Damn, you really want me to cut you? (laughs) Yes. Like his eyes are like going almost completely black. I do. Like he is just like hell freaking yes. Absolutely. I'm Any- sorry, everyone. Hi, Henny. Hendrix is just having a moment. The mailman's here. <laughs> the wind blew the wrong way. <laughs> the birds are chirping. He's losing it. Hendrix, knock it off. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just going to talk over his butthead self. So, as she's marking him, then she starts to ride him. He, like, can't take it anymore after she finishes the cut. So, he breaks through the handcuffs, which I just 
love how fucking strong he is. There is something about a very strong man or, I mean, even woman. It doesn't even matter. Strong throw presence. Me around. Yes, strong presence <laughs> over around. your body that will throw you the fuck around and make you feel like you are nothing. And, like, this was low-key, like, her goal. Like, she wanted to get under his skin so much. Like, he finally, like, lost control. And he definitely did. <laughs> oh. And so he then pushes her over, slams into her with one thrust, and is ripping the carpet up. As he comes. With his claws. I just. Ugh. Wow, oh, man. And then she finally asked him, which I love so much. So what do you think of it after they're finished? So what do you think of it? Now you have my. And I think she's like saying it in such a like, please like it. Yeah. So what do you think of it now that you have my mark too? He responds, it's an honor to be marked by a wolf. Yeah. Like she didn't think he was going to. Because like he can heal himself. And so she thought like it was like in the moment kind of thing. And like he would heal. It would heal up. And he's like makes it a point that like, no, I'm going to make sure like the scar over. And he has like, it forever. Forever. They come back into this planning scene. It's a couple days later. They're like, okay, you know what? You're right. Everly was right. Thank you for the idea. And then Juniper's like, well, I decide I'm going to kill Ken on Halloween. <laughs> and you're like, oh, do you know? <laughs> I love this scene, like, where they go, like, costume shopping. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. So he are li- they're like, okay, well, we got to blend in. We're going to go to the Halloween party. So they visit a Halloween store prior to look for costumes. And this is, like, Zane's first time experiencing this is, like, trying <laughs> to be like, a human. This is what people do on Halloween? <laughs> you just, like dress up like these stupid things so, he's like tripping children in like, yes. the aisle like i freaking loved it she's like really you're gonna trip children he's like it was funny it was, <laughs> you're gonna bring me here i'm gonna They're little assholes. they're running into me <laughs> so he starts like picking up costumes and finally he picks up a sexy maid outfit and juniper jokes that like she's not wearing that but he can he said and i'd still dick you down demon <laughs> maid at your service i Love that he's gonna take you down. And then she's like, oh my god, whatever. And she's like, fine, put it in the buggy, but whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe we'll use it later. In the Harley Facebook group, I think I tagged you in it. There's like a TikTok of this guy dressed in a French maid costume that's like dancing seductively. And it is the fun and people are like this is not like this is Zane in the maid costume. And it totally is in the visual. I just thank that man for making that TikTok because it truly that's now what I envision is Zane dancing in this French maid costume. Oh yeah. I mean he's like I just wish this is the thing that sucks. And I think we all know these about books, is like once we end the book, we don't ever know about them anymore. And like, know. you know, that meme where it's like, I read my favorite book and I'm never gonna know what they like ate for breakfast. Yeah. Like yeah. That's how I feel about this. Like I, I need, feel like they're real people. I need more. Like I, I want to like check in. Which yes, what, what were yeah. they up to today? Yeah, I just need like a Did little. Did he wear the there. French maid costume? Harley, Can you write, just write give us a little. Write us a little scene on that. Thank you. Just a chapter. That's all just I asked for. So just whenever we need it, okay? Yeah, whenever. whatever works in our schedule, not your writing schedule, yeah. but ours. <laughs> Screw you. It's all about us. <laughs> That's what we want. So after they visit the store, like. Juniper's having, like, a ton of nervous energy before the party, and she's, like, since the beginning has found, like, ease and exercise, and she's down by the dock, and again, she starts to hear her name be called, and she thinks that it's Zane, so she's like, what? <laughs> Which I love. God, I'm trying to my babies. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and she gets no response, so she turns back, and she notices that her water bottle is now floating in the water, and she goes in after it, and it's like, god damn it, and she gets this in the water. Part. Um. But notice, like, 
this actually freaks me out. So this is horrifying. To this me. is like actually probably horrifying. one of my worst nightmares. So I just wanted everyone to imagine this as I'm reading the scene. Place yourself in this. So she jumps into the water, and it's probably like waist high. You know, yeah, she's like wading in to get a yeah. bottle. She's like waist high, and the water goes completely still, which is weird. One that would freak me out because water's like never still. And she looks out in front of her. Probably she says. Like, what did she say? Like, 50 feet in front of her? Yeah, it's like a couple feet in front of her. And this fucking watcher, I'm just like, horrifying. So she sees, and I I know that his ass is just like nose and eyes and forehead That's what out I of pictured. the water. Like, yeah, just like peeking at Yeah, like, oh! It, when I read this, I was like, oh my God. And then so, he like goes back under the water. No, mm-hmm. I would be... <laughs> No. So running. She's as she's looking, she describes it as a blood red face, perfectly round, wide eyes staring at her. So, like I said, just eyes out of the water peeking up at her. And it dips into the water, and she can tell, like, this is coming after me. And she (laughs) would die. Oh, I would freak out. This makes me like, and I love the ocean. So this makes me screw sharks. I'm looking for the watcher now. No. So she swims to shore, but then as she gets to shore, she like gets up and then she turns back towards the water and she is face to face with the what they call a watcher but she's she realizes that it has no eyelids no lips it's just like skinned flesh the skin was pulled back um horrifying horrifying harley i don't know i don't know where you come up with these things no but like you scared the shit out of me no i don't like it so he reaches out or it i don't know i always describe things as he and it's not it who knows what it is? <laughs> Reaches out and she, it just goes dark and she is back in the mine. And she knows that like God is like starting to come after her in this. And it's like the big tentacles. It just is like a big octopus to me. Yeah. And she finally gets woken up by Zane, who is stunned as to like what's going on. And she explains and he tells her that what was coming after her is a watcher and that they are parasitic monsters attracted to prey of other monsters. And it feeds on fear of victims. He reminds her that like the God can't touch her and... But this only means that, like, he's getting stronger. So it's more like a dun-dun-dun. Yeah. It's like the watcher is one thing, but it makes you panic because it feeds off that. But also when you panic, it also allows the god now to, like, further influence your mind. So, like, the best thing you can do is just, like, ignore it. (laughs) Okay. Not not the scary red man. (laughs) Easier said than done. Yeah, I'll just turn away. Sorry. Bye. So it is Halloween. Yeah, a couple days later. It's Halloween night. And they're getting ready for a plan execute kit. And um, we kind of like get this glimpse while they're talking. Like they're getting ready for this. We know that they dress up as the skeletons and do their makeup, which I think is funny that we learn the point of view of them getting ready. But um, it was just this cute little like real moment between couples, you know? Yeah, it is. So we get a glimpse glimpse of like hell. um, And he just like kind of explains it to her and just like how beautiful it is and all these things. And, you know, that she may feel like she's got hell on earth, but she has no idea what awaits her in hell, like in a good way Um, that, you know, there's more to life and what's going on. So he's, doing her makeup because she doesn't know how to be a girl <laughs> basically yeah and i love how he's like um i've spent like a thousand years here you don't think i ever became artistic like <laughs> yeah it's like i had time to like learn how to apply false eyelashes you dumbass i love how like, zane's like kind of metro like i yes. love it like he's so metro and i just adore it and while he's like doing all this um she like notices like his piercings and things like that and 
he kind of explains a little bit more about marking and how he really wants to pierce her tongue. And she's like not against it, but she's, she's like into not, it. Yeah, she's not like for it, but she's like, that'd be something. She's intrigued. Yeah, she definitely is. So then we get to the party and we know how this whole like Halloween party works from book one. They dress up as the skeletons and they go and basically save Ray's ass. Um, but basically we get their point of view of like seeing her from across the room and how they lure her in and how they take her to the bathroom and she vomits. And Yeah, it's all the same. The only yeah. thing I did that was a little bit different that I did really enjoy was again like one of these like fun moments of like them just being a couple. And it's where they like start to flirt with the idea of like having an orgy one day. Yes. <laughs> and how Juniper's like, we would destroy an orgy. And Zane's like, hell yeah, we would. Like, I just thought that whole banter back and forth. We'd was be just great like, at an orgy. Because okay? they would. Like, yeah. they would, like, tear some shit up. Okay. Like, well, I just, it is funny because it. it's like, she's like, us? Orgy? We would kill that shit. Sign and Zane's like, done. When, when, when do you have time? <laughs> After this? Great. So, and then here we go with Leon back in his fucking ski mask again, which I just can never get over. Yes. And this is the only thing I did like having was like once they like Juniper and Zane save Ray, um, she is finally confronted with Leon. And we just get this like angry side of her in Leon and Ray's point of view. But in hers, mm -hmm. like this is the first time that I don't think we realize in the other book that she is seeing Leon like face to she's seen him but like face to face with leon since he tried to chase her and kill her in the woods and the last time she even got a glimpse of him was whenever he was digging up her brother's body yeah and it's just like <laughs> okay like now i have to and be I, with a stupid man again yeah and i think we didn't like understand fully which she kind of goes into here a little bit it's like she was being hunted by leon who she doesn't know leon the way we know leon no at the end of the day she's being hunted after having this trip on acid from hell being carved up then she's like being hunted through these creepy woods by this demon and so like yeah like i liked the insight you got here of why she is so just like fuck you <laughs> yeah and she basically is like you know and you can tell like juniper has not forgiven him at all but like understands zayna's affection for him so she like drops it and they leave and leon of course like we know him as this smart ass but it, like he doesn't know What's going on through her brain? So she, he's like, well, have a good night. And it's just like, oh, made me just, I felt bad for her. And Zane and Juniper go outside and they are confronted by the Watcher again. Like they're aware of him. And Zane is like, you need to ignore it. And basically it's around because again, she was kind of scared of seeing Leon again. She has all these things. And she breaks down like after seeing Leon. And she admits to Zane, like, she's broken and, like, she can't escape this. Like, she doesn't know how. And Zane explains that, like, she isn't broken. I don't think you need to be fixed, Juniper. I think you need to catch your light, which I loved. <laughs> and, I just love him. <laughs> and I love that he just takes his time with her. Like, he's not trying to force her. Like, there's a lot of times, like, I feel like, you know, if I'm having an issue, people just want to give you advice and push you and push you and push you. And, and like, they want to, like, you fix can it right there. Yeah, and I can fix you. Come on. Like, it's okay. Let's talk about get it. Let's over get over it. it. <laughs> and she's, he's not like that with her. And she yeah. doesn't need that. Like, she, the time that, oh, it's so great. But the time that Zane gives her to get through this is amazing. So, she is starting to realize that she can let go with Zane, which is, like, a beautiful little bit of this. And that he wants to make her not better, but for her to realize, like, how strong she is. Like, he, I'm not trying to yeah. fix you. So they continue to wait for Kent. 
And finally, it's like after midnight, and they're like, he must not be here. And then they finally see Leon and Ray leave the house, like right. kind of so in a this rush. Is that scene back in book one. Yep. Now after, it's after that scene, they after leave. they go down into the lair. Yeah. Correct. Now we're seeing what Kent was up to after they left. <laughs> yes. So he comes outside smoking a cigar, being just a douchebag that he is. And like, Zane looks at Juniper and kind of smirks, and they like both know it's time to take down Kent the Cunt. So let's do it. Kent the Cunt. <laughs> it is. Kent let's the go. Cunt. Let's go. So she's like, go distract him. So Zane pops out, distract him, distracts him, and is like, hello, Mr. Hadley. And he's like, who the fuck are you? You're a demon, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you must want to be one of Leon's friends. And he's like, oh, I'm one of Leon's friends, but I'm also somebody else's friend. <laughs> And knock knock the bitch is back <laughs> she's here and juniper approaches him with a shotgun and she's kind of like creeping behind him and zane just like keeps going on keeps egging him and then she's like you know what fuck this and slams the gun into the back of kent's head and in this i'm not going to get too deep into it but it is important for later in the book zane when he's like going back and forth with kent he realizes that he's wearing that amulet that's amulet yeah, or necklace or whatever it yeah. is that Which um, we learned about in book one. But basically, right. that's why like it's like wards Leon off demons. And them yeah, couldn't ever touch him is because this amulet is like basically toxic to them. Yeah, and it steals her powers and whatever, whatever. So he Zane can't like touch him fully. So that's why old Junie takes him down. And yeah, and she like rips off the amulet from him. Yep, and, and she buries like, that shit away from him. So then she buries it. Which I thought was so we'll, fucking stupid. We'll come back to the amulet later on, but like, I just, that's fine. Do it for now. But like, she forgot about it. There's like okay. a, something <laughs> I love here though, that like, you know, when we think of demons, we think they're just like these mean things. Mm -hmm. So, but they're not. I mean, they are, but like, you know, but we've learned from these books, they're not. So Kent and Zane kind of go back and forth. But there's a big difference between you and I, Kent. You're a demon, Kent snapped. Your entire existence is meant is meant to be bent to the will of your master. There's a difference, Hadley, Zane faced face with a grown gaunt. And it wasn't just the makeup and the dim light. He looked truly haunting. You harm those who are weak and vulnerable. You go after children. You prey on those who trust you. You make your own offspring into vile little monsters. You steal freedom. You force others to bend at your will under threats of pain and violence. And I think that just like 100% sums up what the fuck Kent is. And he's such a, yeah. I, could, I could go on on the hot I love this like irony too of like how Harley continues to do with this book of like, the demons in the hell aren't really the bad people in this no. world. It's Earth is more hellish than hell. And the people in it, like Kent Hadley and Jeremiah, are way more evil than these demons. Than they could and ever it's be. It's just so ironic, you know? So they drag Kent into, like, the tool shed or, like, the gardening shed behind his house. This fucking scene. Holy I'm going to have to read shit. it. I have to read this. It's like, it's, this is what... Again, I go back to, like, this, like, Harley Quinn and, like, the Joker type of relationship. And it's, like, this, these two. A hundred percent. They are crazy. They are insane. fucking psychotic. And They're I love insane. it. insane. They are crazy. And I And, like, I'm game. a little insane because I was not even disturbed by it. I no. was, like, yes, rub his blood on you. You do you, honey. No, girl. <laughs> so they... Drag him into the gardening shed, and it's finally like Juniper's time for revenge. She reminds him of who she is. Do you remember me, Kent? I was a child. She slices into him. Then Kate, then Kane, 
<laughs> Zane. I don't know what is going on with me. Wrong book. <laughs> Zane then cuts into him and lashes him and guts him. Suffering is beautiful, Kent. Juniper is like liberated at this point. She is thriving and all this. She's just slashing at him. She cuts his face up. Zane thinks at this point like she's incredibly sexy. And in the same time, Juniper is like hungry for Zane. Like they're just getting off on the pure pain and suffering that Ken is going yes. through. So both of them are yes. covered in Ken's blood. Before Kent dies, though, Juniper wants Kent to see her in utter joy. Zane takes Juniper. I want to fuck you over his corpse. Juniper then slices Kent's throat. Zane rips open Juniper's shirt and pants. Zane's fingers stroked over my clit as the life in Kent's eyes dimmed. You failed, Kent, I whispered. You failed. Your children will fail and your followers will fail. Zane's cock stroked between my cheeks, his movements rough and eager, and I grinned. You should have fucking made sure I died, Kent. Zane entered me in one long, hard stroke, and I moaned at the stretch. It was already wet as hell for him, and I arched my hips. Taking him deep, Kent's eyes had gone dull. The pulse of his his blood in his neck was slowing. Zane pressed his against my back, biting my neck, then kissing the tender marks he left behind, fucking me into with primal need. I was ready. I was bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah, I was ew. already so on edge. I'm on edge. God. <laughs> on edge. What is God? I, I need a drink after this. That every stroke Jesus. had me shuddering. He gripped my jaw, kissed my neck, and whispered, I love to see my little wolf with blood on her teeth. I leaned my head against this. I'll just finish it. Fuck it. <laughs> I leaned my head against the stone wall, gasping as he quickened his pace. Kent lay dead beneath me, his blood going cold, but my heat was only increasing. This was what I'd waited for. This was the reason I'd lived. This is why I breathed. To destroy those who dared to fuck with me, to reclaim my life over their cold, dead bodies. And I love how she's, like, using this moment. Like, earlier she goes into, like, this reason of why she's going to do this. And it's, like, it goes back to poppy and from blood and ash when she's fucking on top of the ashes it's like you wanted to see me in pain well the last vision that kent's gonna have of her is her in like utter joy getting like dick down by this demon on top of his cold dead body and it's like the biggest like middle finger to kent like it is just fan-fucking-tastic can i tell you fan-fucking-tastic can i read what i think is probably one of the most i don't even want to cut Okay. I think I think I know what you're gonna say. I came, <laughs> and Zane followed soon after. His his cock throbbing inside of me, filling me with his cum. It dripped down my legs into the pool of Kent's blood as I murmured, "Fuck your God, Kent! It can't kill me." Boom! Mic drop. Mic drop. Also, I just have to talk about something. <laughs> I just have to talk about it. Okay. Does he come normally? No. <laughs> like, is it just a, a bucket of cum? Yeah. yeah. That's what I got. That's what it I got. It ripped down my legs immediately. And it was so much of it that it started pooling with pooling blood. and mixing. <laughs> I just was like, Thank God you can't get pregnant. You can get Yee. pregnant with like five kids. Yeah, point. I'd be like, yikes. I also love when he calls her his beautiful killer and a sick little fuck. What is it about sick little fuck that just really. Because we are. Because wow. you and I are just wow. little fox. Wow. Mentally wow. unstable little fox. <laughs> wow. I also love this one line that she says in there that she says, Kent Hadley had taken a child and made her a monster. And I had no doubt now. I was a monster. As much as Zane was, as much as Leon was, I was all jagged edges and broken pieces scraped together into something sharp and ugly. 
hot fucking damn. I want to be a monster. I'll be. I would love to be a monster. Done. I want to be a demon. <laughs> Me too. I want to be a demon, Me especially too. for the next part that's coming up. I would love. Okay, we'll get it now. Okay, yes, it's time. Continue. It's time, continue. Time. So. Continue. Zane and Juniper are, like, in pure ecstasy as they're, like, running from the Hadley house. Like, he knows she is finally set free. He says, my little wolf had broken her chains and she was running free. Zane says, like, he wants to take her somewhere where she can, like, let loose. and But only, like, if she trusts him. And he's like, I want to take you somewhere hellish. And... Yeah, he's She's like, this like is your fucking night, and we're yeah, gonna let's celebrate. fucking party. Let's, let's fucking go. go. Let's pop champagne, bitches. Let's fucking the go. Hadley fucking... Cult is dead. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it from Wizard of Oz? She's dead. The Wicked Old Witch is dead. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Okay. I don't know. I hate the Wizard of Oz, so oh. I hate it. I we hate don't have it. to get into that. Okay. It creeps me out so bad. It's ter- It's a horror movie to me. We don't have to talk about it. It is a yeah. horror movie. We have There's flying monkeys. There's tornadoes. There's – it's just I can't. I can't. I cannot. It's a horror movie. It's a bad dream for Hallie. <laughs> There's a yellow brick road that's going to send you into, like, chaotic misery. Like, no, thank you. Into the woods. <laughs> into the woods. No. no. I can't do it. So, he wants to take her somewhere hellish. Think of it as, like, a demon nightclub. He, assur- he assures her, though, that she will be safe and that demons know not to touch others' property. So, Juniper's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Juniper is nervous, like, entering. Oh, I would be, too. Um, and she doesn't, like, really know what to expect. And the interior was kind of like what Hallie said. It's a power plant with, like, several stories. And people were crowded everywhere. Um, on the dance floor with lights, all bodies were twisting with the music. There were couples. There every- dancers swinging from chains. Yeah. There were there couples. contortionist. Just fucking roaming there around. There were orgies. There were couples <laughs> everywhere performing many sexual acts. Many. <laughs> On the machinery, on the floor, on my favorite was she looked up on the ceiling. On the ceiling. <laughs> the air smelled of sex, liquor, tobacco, and weed. And I mean, I want to go. I do too. She said it simultaneously. I, I do too. It simultaneously <laughs> reminded me of one of the dirtiest underground clubs I've ever set foot in and the classiest and most exclusive at the same time. Yeah. So, and then you could just see like how big of a deal Zane is. Oh, that's what I was right about to say. Yeah, yeah. So, Juniper, which I love. So, like Juniper realizes that as they're walking through, like people are like kind of staring at him and kind of like they're separating with the Red yeah. Sea to let him through. And she realizes like Zane has like some BDE, some big. <laughs> so what do we call it? Big double DE, big demon dick energy. Yeah. And she is living for it. She she asked him, they're scared of you. And he's like, nah, bitch, they respect me. <laughs> but then he's like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, like, but for sure. But yeah, yeah, for sure. So as I walk through the crowd, Juniper, which I think is this this right here, I, I love this. So as they're walking through the crowd, Juniper starts to feel like the phantom hands, like just like kind of grazing her back or her shoulders or her hair. And Zane, no, like, he knows it's already happening, and he turns around and is like, it's okay. They're just curious. They're just curious. And then one touch gets a little too handsy. And she's, and she's like, like whoa. fucking paws off me. And it's Hannah. And we finally meet Hannah, my girl. So Hannah is like, oh, you got a sassy one. Or like feisty a, a, a one. Fi- yeah, a feisty one there, Z. And she's like, 
yeah, you better be careful. Don't come out with with any sharp objects. And Hannah is like sitting in what I would think like the rafters and she jumps down right in front of Juniper and she's like, I love pointy objects. Let's play. And I'm like, Juniper like doesn't back down from her. No. At all. So we, just so everyone like knows, we don't have to super get into it, but Zane and Hannah have like a bond, like how Leon and Zane have, and she got him into hunting souls. Yeah. And as they're like talking and chatting and meeting also, each other. Also, let's back up really quick. When he first enters the, the thing, I just love this little nugget here. He, Zane wanted, before he became a soul hunter, wanted to basically be a demon mixologist. Let's just, let's just. He oh, yeah, he be wanted to be like a bartender. A fancy bartender. <laughs> he's like, I would have loved to do that. <laughs> I would have loved that job. <laughs> but now he's a soul hunter. So, so yeah. that's what you are. And then with Hannah, we meet Sadie, um, who Hannah describes as her sweet little dumbass. But basically, Sadie but she is. she her. Yeah. So Sadie is Hannah's like number one. How we don't know it yet, but we do. That Juniper is like yeah. his end all be all for Zane. And that's what basically Sadie is for Hannah. Um, so they meet everybody like. She's like, okay, let's go. Hannah's like trying to make, entice them to come out to the crowd. And she's like, no, we got to go meet. I said his name was Azazi. It's Azzy, but his name is Azriel. Oh. <laughs> so they call him Azzy. And I, I took like it as owner. like. Owner. Yeah. He's like the king of this little hell on earth. Yeah. Like he's the guy. And there's like this respect factor you have for him. Like you would with anyone coming to anyone's house party. Like you would go talk to the host, right? And like. Right. But it's. I just loved all of this. Like, I – it was so interesting to me, like, her take on it. And, like, even having the character of Azzy that, like, you have to go and, like, basically go meet him and, like, ask permission of sorts to, like, be at his party. Like, I thought it was just great. No, I do love it. And so they walk away. And Juniper's, like, eyes are still wide. Like, she's just trying to take all this in. And so Zane kind of sums it up, which I think helps sums it up. For us, you'll see every variety of pleasure and pain here, Zane said. Whether your desires are sweet or wicked, dangerous or unusual, dis- or disgusting, you can get here just as you could in hell. But listen up. He t- his voice took on a serious note. Azrael is this clan's host. He watches over everything here. He makes sure it all goes smoothly. No one wants to get – no one gets to stay without his ap- approval, so watch yourself around him. So they go and meet Azrael, Azzy, and basically <laughs> – as he's super excited to see Zane, he hasn't seen him in a while. Then he's like, well, Lucifer Almighty, which you would be like, yeah. Christ Almighty, yeah. look who it is. And look at you, buddy. He basically says, like, Juniper and I were looking for some place to have a good time if you'll welcome us. And he's like, you know, I'd always welcome you. Oh, and you're an interesting one, aren't you? That soul of yours has bled. So, and he's talking to Juniper, like, as he is talking to Juniper mm-hmm. about this, and it just, like, I love the, like, when you meet human to human, right? It's such a face value meeting. I think it's so great about demons is that they can just see a little bit deeper in you and they immediately respect her for it. That's, it's just like like my favorite. Full on, like, read this, like, deeper soul that she has. And yeah, it's like most people, I think Juniper's so used to having everyone kind of like look at her as like the freak. And she's learning that, like, around demons, they respect this side of her, that she's been through legit hell, and she's so strong. And, yeah, she's a little rough around the edges, but, like, like you said, it's, like, they can see through that, 
and she finally feels like this acceptance here, which is so just I love it. Beautiful. So he's like, go on your merry way. You're welcome. Let's go. Then Zane is like, let's go get something to drink, which I love this. I love this so much. Okay. So they walk up to so the those bar. Those of you like have not listened or don't remember, Taylor was also like a really good bartender for like years. And so like this is just right up her fucking alley yeah, right here. I, you know how Zane wanted to be a demon mixologist? I would be the yeah. <laughs> demon mixologist. Yeah, and for sure. I would travel to these clan parties and I would serve up my own hell yellow hammer and yeah. i would yes. with a fucking floater like i would be fucking ready so i loved it no i i did i love this whole scene i was like this is everything i would want to be in hell and more so they walk up to the bar and they go and get a drink and zane explains that the bartenders pick the drink that you need you don't choose they do so i think that is so great so let's just make sure you understand the bartender basically has the ability to read you and gives you whatever they feel like you need so Juniper gets served Hell's Liquor, which is like stronger than normal. And then Hallie, I thought of it as it almost pushes like your deepest desire. Like it pushes you to do more. Ooh, that's an interesting take. That's how yeah. I thought. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's meant to be like a tempting beverage. Yeah. It's going to definitely do something for you. Yeah. So they move to the dance floor. So she has a few sips. She's feeling good. She's like, oh, fuck. This is going to fuck me up. Let's like, fucking party. And I'm like, yeah, And Zane loves is. to party. So Zane's like, Zane is like the ultimate party boy, he the is. one you want to be with. He is. I just see him like out on the dance floor voguing. Like, Vogue. Yes. Vogue. Yes. Vogue. <laughs> He's like having dance-offs around a circle, like beating everyone in his dance-off. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> yeah, he's crumping. Like, yeah. <laughs> All I can imagine is that movie, uh, what it bring it on, whatever yes. number, and they're yes. like crumping, and it's like that's and they and it's like shit. when I was on I was fifth grade in my living room thinking this was the hottest <laughs> shit ever. Yes, but like that Zane thinking his moves are like so awesome and cool, and I can see Juniper just like, all right, enough, let me dance on you. Just yeah, it's like please just okay. <laughs> okay. So, um. They move like, to the dance floor. Visual, I can't. Huh. <laughs> There's like a TikTok going around of that. Of like that scene where he's grumpy. And everyone's like, I know. this is what we thought. What? <laughs> this was the shit. <laughs> I was gonna I'm going to post that TikTok out. and be like, Zane, this is really Zane dancing in the devil club. <laughs> oh my and you God. And the part when he does the body roll and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wheezing. I'm so sorry, listeners. These sinuses, man. Whew. I'm sure everyone's going through the same thing, so they probably know. Um, okay. So they get out there. They move to the dance floor. They're just twisting, bumping, and grinding with everyone, having a great-ass time. And Juniper, like, turns around on Zane. is kind of, like, grinding up on him. And she's, like, noticing that the crowd, like, as they're dancing, they're all super horny as fuck. She literally describes it as the entire crowd is horny as fuck. And yeah. she's enjoying herself. And she Zane, is horny as fuck. She is. And Zane is so turned on and that he turns her around and lets her know that he is going to make her lose control. But first, I'm going to make <laughs> you come on my fingers right here in front of everyone. Okay, do it then. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had a moment in your life where you did some promiscuous things in public? Yes. Oh, what, what did you do? I hate when you do this to me. Okay, I'll uh, tell mine. Um, okay, you go I first. Legit, like had this experience 
Someone um, figured you want to dance more? <laughs> yeah, but just wait. It gets better. It gets better. I was in high school at a Kesha concert. And the party it, don't start till yes. I walk in. I'm wearing this like neon green like mini skirt. It happens. It happens while my friend Mikey is being saran wrapped <laughs> to a chair on stage while a guy in like a penis costume is like dancing around him. That's what I'm doing while this is happening. <laughs> I have um <laughs> serious in high quest- school. Yeah. High I'm, school. I'm serious. I was 17. Questions about- and that's what I was doing. I have serious questions about what you were doing in high school. <laughs> yeah. That's and Mikey's just like being saran wrapped by Kesha with the dancing penis around him. I can't I'm even like with living the dance- my best life. <laughs> like I just imagine you st- in the crowd dancing penis, and you're just oh, getting like everyone knew what was happening. Like everyone was all doing it. I honestly feel like I had. This you guys moment. were all getting finger banged at a Kesha concert. <laughs> we were all like. <laughs> I swear there was something in the air. It was like everyone was horny as fuck. I just wish my my, my moment wasn't at a Kesha concert when I was 17. Juniper's is way better in the death. I just like got finger finger banged in a movie theater. Like that's what I was doing in high school. Done that too. I will say, I did one time. This was actually the coolest thing I think I ever did, and it's the most badass I ever felt. Um actually it wasn't even the coolest, but whatever. I we're gonna save that for our mini episode of hanging with the host. Don't yeah. tell all your secrets. <laughs> oh, this is fine. Um, but I guess this is in public. So I was in a parking lot, and we we're in front of a Publix, like right in front of the door, where people just were walking in and out. So we decided, and I got on top of my boyfriend in high school, and I started having sex with him in his driver's seat. And we just thought that if we turned on the headlights, that if anyone looked in the car, they would just get right. beamed in the face with lights. Right. And I'm right. not gonna lie, that was hot. That was like the first yeah. time I felt. What, what is it called? Voyeur voyeurism voyeurism i thought maybe someone could be watching us and that's what made it, it even ki- more hot. yeah it kind of turns you on yeah my first blowjob was in like a brewster's ice cream parking lot and there was someone fucking next to love us that brewsters. was for sure watching us and i was just like i don't give a fuck yeah this is what's going on <laughs> i'm gonna get myself a double scoop and a cup like later. my ass like in the air like the passenger side window <laughs> <laughs> he got you the dinosaur cup after. Here you go. Yes. With the big green dinosaur Here's cookie. Here's a treat. If anyone's been to Brewster's. hard work. <laughs> if anyone goes to Brewster's and you ask for a dinosaur cup, they have to give it you for free. Oh, I can like not go to Brewster's anymore. Every time we pass one, I'm like, no, we're not going to Brewster's. We will go to Dairy bad Queen. Me- <laughs> we bad will memories. go to anywhere else. We're not going to a Brewster's. It's a bad, bad memories. Like we, there were children running around. We're lucky we didn't get arrested. I was in a fucking public parking lot. Okay, <laughs> believe me, but I like, know. I love those stories. You know, like and I was people like, are just a badass bitch. And there's just like all I could think when this was happening is that there's just somebody. You know, Publix helps you out with your cards. There's just a Publix employees coming by, being like, "Oh, this happens regularly." <laughs> with like their no tip sticker. It's like, no, please let me tip you for witnessing that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so here's a fiver. Have a good time. <laughs> Jesus. So, oh my God, that was good. Back off our tangent. Um, he wants to finger banger in front of everyone. So he does. So he starts to finger her and everyone around them is watching and getting turned on as well. So these demons in this club like remind me of like 
dogs in heat when things happen. Like I just imagine them like like panting <laughs> on <laughs> the sidelines. Like whoa, Nelly! Like bring them back. Like they're about to all just like eat each other alive. Is what I like imagine. No, and that's and it's just the smallest things, which I love. It's not really about the act. I think it's just about the body in general, that they're very turned on. They're very sensual people. And I wish I could have a moment in my life someday that I wasn't so insecure about that stuff. Like I still like go I, to a Kesha concert. I'll buy tickets. <laughs> Where's the penis costume? I'm gonna be so disappointed when there's not I'll a buy penis tickets. happening. We were in Atlanta too when we went to that concert. Perfect. Perfect. Time she comes, I'll buy some tickets. Please, Steven, we're going to Kesha. <laughs> Be sure to wear a miniskirt. <laughs> a jean one and your Uggs. It's cold out. <laughs> With your two layers of Hollister shirts. Make sure they match. Yeah. <laughs> Color coordination. That fucking bird. Oh, my God. I'm going to for sure get I was Steven so Saran wrapped in the chair. When he would he enjoy it. He would fucking love it. He would love it. He's such a fucking weirdo. He'd be like, yeah. He would love it. Yes. Babe, are you Sean, watching? Sean would be horrified. Oh, my God. Sean would be. Sean would leave. Ooh, Sean, Sean would, would oh, leave I gotta the club. Go. I got to go. <laughs> I have did not press now. my Wranglers for this. <laughs> I got to go now. Bye. Bye. Y'all have I'm fun here. <laughs> if you like knew my husband, what I'm describing is like actually what his hell would be. Like, do not take him to a cash concert with a dancing penis <laughs> ever. <laughs> you would murder me. <laughs> Surprise, honey. Okay, so <laughs> pack on track. Right. As he's fingering her, this man drops to his knees and starts literally jacking off in front of her. Like, it's like, I, love <laughs> I just love it. I'm like here for it. And so she is so turned on <laughs> and finally comes and Zane, like as sweet as it can be, takes her off the dance floor. I think we need a break, love. <laughs> yeah, Do you? <laughs> Do you? I think Judy needs one. Oh, Juner, she needs a, she needs a drink. Juner <laughs> needs a fucking drink. She needs a drink and a cigarette. Okay, so after they finish finger banging it out on the dance floor, they go to sit on some couches upstairs with Hannah and Sadie. And I love how Hannah is immediately like, holy fuck, that was hot. Like, everyone's watching. Hannah's like, Jesus. Man. And Juniper isn't embarrassed by what happened because she says that, like, she felt as if she, like, ripped down another wall. Like, she'd overcome this fear that she had. And she's, like, pretty proud of herself. But I'm like, pat on the back, girlfriend. I don't blame you. You go for it. And then she goes on to say how, like, hell on earth, this, like, dance club, whatever, was a place beyond reality, and there weren't rules that were followed here. And this was the kind of place where she had no fear of being mocked or rejected for who she was. I mean, I just think, just I just want to go. I well, really it's go. just like, I wish there were places like that for everyone in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to go there. I really want to go there. Um, so, like, while they're sitting and kind of watching everything around them, She starts to ask, she realizes that, like, she's never, ever met another human that's also been, um, like, sold their soul to a demon before. And so she's, like, curious. So she starts to ask Sadie, you know, why did you sell your soul? 
And we find out that Sadie's husband was abusing her, so Hannah killed him. And Sadie claims that the best decision that she made, but she was always scared that she was, like, going to suffer for this decision in the afterlife and that hell would be torturous. But that her decision actually set her free and, like, saved her. And then Sadie asks about Juniper's story. And when she tells her, Hannah instantly is like, oh, shit, that was you. Like, you're the cult girl. Um, oh, yeah, the reason that she knows about Juniper is because of the way Zane spent years of, like, keeping other demons away from her. He basically pissed on Juniper years ago and, like, has not let a single demon around her. And Juniper's like, what? <laughs> he did what? <laughs> huh? And then it's like, oh, yeah, like, girl, he's been, like, watching, watching you for years. <laughs> He, he may have two eyes on you. Yeah, he's like, she's like, um, like, yeah, he's been doing all this shit. And she's like, she looks at uh, Zane. He's like, well, I knew what I wanted. And like, yeah, if, if I couldn't have you, that's fine. But like, no other demon was going to have you. And guess what? No one else is, bitch. So you yep. were going to be alone. If it wasn't with me, you're going to be alone. And so Juniper's kind of just like shocked by this like, statement. And Hannah starts to make fun of Zane claiming that he finally found his soft spot. And Juniper's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, you know, the woman like makes you want to do sweet stuff. This kind of human you take for long romantic walks around hell. And it's basically what Sadie is to Hannah. And when Juniper looks over at Zane, she's expecting him to like, you know, be like, oh, whatever, shut up, Hannah. But he's like, no, he's like, I knew what I wanted and I've been chasing it ever since. Swoon, done, done. He loved her, he loves her. That's the thing, I'm just like, Juniper. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, like, Sadie kind of interrupts, like, kind of a sweet moment they're having. And she's like, oh, like, have you ever marked her? And, you know, this is the perfect place to do it. And Zane's like, you know, not until she's ready. Because these piercings in the demon world are used to signify loyalty and devotion. And while they, like, scarred each other as kind of like their contract, the piercings here are much more than that. I mean, I look at the piercing as, like, it's a kind of like your marriage vows. It's like yeah, it's basically but even like more like putting a, a ring on the finger. Like it's yeah. it's that. But but I do say it's like a. I do say. I do say. <laughs> I do declare. Who the hell am I? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Who am I? Um, I I think though it's just like to signify like, but the bonds the marks can mean so many things. Like there's friendship, and then there's like for certain things. I think there's like a level of it. I think it's like whatever you want to make it. Yeah. And Juniper is immediately just like, well, I'm ready. And Zane's just like, you know, we don't have to do this. Like, I know Hannah was excited, but like, don't feel pressured. And she finally goes on to have this like really big moment for Juniper, who is not good with words or sharing her feelings. She goes on kind of this like cute little rant about how like, you know, Zane you made me feel safe. You made me feel like maybe everything isn't so bad in this world. Um, you gave me a home, which is something I never thought I would have. And she ends up, like, saying they're in a relationship. And then immediately, like, cuts herself off because she's like, oh, shit, I said in a relationship. And he's like, don't be ashamed of what you want to say. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys so then are she's in a like, relationship. All right. Oh. Done. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure. Let's do it. So then he's like, let's go introduce you to Vian. And I loved this 
part of like Viant. Like, so we meet Viant. They are lounging on an old piece of metal machinery that's been shaped into like a throne, basically. And they are surrounded by a dozen other demons. And they're these demons are all in like garments of like chains and piercings. And like some of them are restrained in cuffs. Some are like freshly pierced. But like they don't look like they're in pain. They're kind of in this like relaxed trance. Like just this visual is just like I think it's like I guess it's never I will compare it to like I so my dad, he owns a tattoo shop. And the how I thought about this scene was there are people who come to his shop that are co- like covered in tattoos. And the artwork is beautiful, like it is. Yeah. But they see it as like I was asking this one guy, I sometimes I work with my dad's shop just to like I don't know, because he needs me to. So um, I was there and this guy was checking out and he was sitting down on the couch and it's like, he looked like he was just had gone through like a therapy session. Like he was just so relaxed and he was like, no, this release. He's like, this is it for me. Like, I love this so much. And I was just like, I never really thought about it that way. And then finally seeing this scene and kind of compare, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Vian is nearly seven feet tall. Huge broad-shouldered, dressed in all these silver chains. Their whole face is pretty much pierced. And they are basically like the piercing master of hell. We learned that Vian's passion creating these pieces of jewelry used for markings and that they find and hand-select these materials and metals and jewels for each of the pieces that they create. And he goes on to say how like his creations are used to adorn even more beautiful things. They solidify bonds. They bring pain, pleasure, and catharsis. And so Juniper and Zane tell him that she's going to get her tongue pierced. And they're looking for a simple piece, something black for her dark little soul. Yes. So Vian picks out a black metal barbell that is onyx from the Black Sea, metal forged by Dragonfire. And (laughs) Juniper's like... like real dragons and, <laughs> and they're like, like yeah yeah and, and she's, she's like, like it's perfect <laughs> okay <laughs> well she's also like there's dragons yeah what <laughs> can we meet one <laughs> so then vine announces to like his demons around him that zane has brought a human to get her medal and all the demons are immediately perking up they're eager to watch this because someone getting their piercing is something that's just like a really big occasion like it is a really big almost like ceremony i guess for these demons like it's a huge deal something to be celebrated so he like announces it and she starts to get a little nervous (laughs) i mean same i don't i don't blame you same and it's not like you're just getting a piercing you're getting your tongue pierced and in front of everyone i like we talked about this before i haven't had my tongue pierced but i've had the under part of my tongue pierced and that still i was i was i was like sweating like it's scary. and you have to think about juniper who juniper is he's she's never gonna show like a weak side of herself and so in her mind it's like they're gonna see me in pain like no 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 <laughs> but like zane assures her they don't have to do it here they can you know it can be done somewhere privately but then she ends up like telling him like no 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 like she wants to do it in front of everyone because she wants everyone to know that like she belongs to him she wants to, like, make this big declaration. I'm here. And so once Vian gives Zane his piercing equipment, Juniper makes a remark about how excited all the demons are. And Vian explains to her that getting a mark is considered celebratory even when it's a private occasion. But when it's public, we eat that shit up. The tension, the blood, the pain, the ecstasy. This is what we live for. 
And so we have this piercing scene. And yes, it is considered a spicy scene. It's super emotional. It's hot. I was crying at one point reading this scene because... Of course you were. (laughs) I was. Like, especially my reread. It was one of the most... One of the most, if not the most, powerful scenes in the entire book. And the symbolism behind it was just so beautiful. I think if you're going to talk about a theme of a book, this is the theme right here. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. One, I just love how Zane is so communicative and respectful of her during this scene. He's always like reassuring her that they can stop if it becomes too much. He's constantly telling her how beautiful she is, keeping like she he wants her to like keep talking to him so like he knows where her head's at. He builds her up, makes her realize how much all the others around them want her and are so envious of her. He tells her that what an honor it is to be doing this for her. Like, oh my God, Zane, I just can't. Like, God, you perfect man. So he takes her shirt off and all the demons see her scars and tattoos. And this is where I started getting emotional because these scars are something that she has been so ashamed of for years. Something she never let anyone see. Something she's always kept hidden. And now she's on display and she no longer feels ashamed by it. And she goes on to like read or say how like she had bear these marks of someone else's violence, someone else's cruelty for so long. Every time she looked in the mirror, it became a reminder of what they'd done, a reminder that her will had been overtaken, that she'd been used, that her life had been reduced to insignificance. And then she starts to go into like, but now, you know, Kent Hadley's dead. These scars are now my own. And I don't feel that horror anymore. I don't feel that shame anymore. I didn't feel hatred for myself when I saw them now. I'm just like, wow. It's just the growth that like is what's so like lovely to see because like we see so many characters that go through these stages of growth. We've read so many books where these people like find themselves and things like that. But when you get her point of view and actually like see all this drama and see what she's going through. And then not only to have your body like marred by it. And then you have to look in the mirror every day yourself and be like, wow, this happened to me. It's not like something that you can just be like, okay, day by day, this will get better with time. When everyone tells you, Oh, it gets better with time. You know, she never got that. And then this moment though, I did. I thought it was super. I I agreed with you. Yes. It's spicy. It's hot, but it's, it's hot, but there is something so much more here. And I think, when I read this book, and I think we've talked about it like a little bit, but like Harley's whole message, I think, here that she's trying to get across to her readers is that everyone's going to have their own version of trauma, their own version of scars, their own insecurities, their own reasons in their head of why they are so unlovable. And now, like when you read Juniper's story, She's kind of like reclaiming that. And like, it's like you said, like time's not going to get rid of this. These scars are going to last forever. These memories will be in her mind forever, period. But it's in this moment now, I think she's just able to kind of own it and be like, you know what? She's kind of switched her whole view on it of like, yes, this happened, but I survived. And that's something to be celebrated. And She's now finding love. Like, she's loving herself. She has Zane loving her. She's in this place where these demons are, like, all rooting for her, that are all accepting her, finally. And I just love that message, I think, that Harley's trying to get through here, is that, like, you can take your darkness and your brokenness and whatever, and it can still be beautiful. And you can still be worthy of love and acceptance and a future. You don't have to be this, like, 
shell the person anymore. And I just thought that's what this scene was, this, the symbolism behind it. Um, she ends up going, she like looks up, that's what she's having internally. Then she looks up and she's everyone around her and she realizes they aren't looking at her with disgust. You know, they're seeing just like what she sees in her mind, this like marred body. But they're not looking at her with disgust. They are in awe of her. They are envious of her. Then she looks at Zane and she sees nothing but pure adoration. Like, beautiful. Love you, baby. This is beautiful. Love so then you. he tells her, before I hurt you, I'm going to pleasure you. So he puts her on all fours, face down, ass up. That's the way he liked to fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he tears her under off, underwear off with his teeth. Then, like, eats her out from behind, going to town. Yum. Doing all his fancy demon tongue tricks. He's, like, elongating <clears throat> it. He's got the fork sides working independently of each other. He's doing all these things, okay? Independently of each other. <laughs> like, she points that out. So I'm just like, okay, we get it. But you know what, Harley? You didn't harp on the fork tongue this whole book. I'll let you have this moment with the fork tongue, and then we will move on. Then she, like, you know, she comes. He goes to pierce her tongue. And she is like, I feel giddy. Like, I'm so nervous. She feels like she's going to start laughing at any point, which is such like a real, like, that would totally be me, like, giggling the whole time. Then he pierces her. And the demons around her all cheer. Zane tells her how brave she was, how well she did. But he ain't done yet. He then lays back, puts her on his face, and starts eating her out until kingdom come. Okay? Like, Hot. 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 Eat. Hot. Then, like, after on the way home, Juniper realizes that after so long, she finally found her home. And she kind of has, like, little moment where she's, like, reflecting back on what this piercing meant. And it's basically what we've already discussed, which is, like, power for her had always meant survival. But this power that Zane had given her, she felt like she relinquished control. And that was something wholly different. And... Now she just feels like she has this natural inner power, and that's what Zane gave her tonight. And I just think that was just so cute. It's so sweet. Cute. It's sweet. So sweet. So powerful. So a couple of days later, the news news reports about Kent's suicide come in, and Zane isn't happy because he feels discredited that they could just rule it as a suicide after all of the bloody work they did on Kent, which is just okay. Zane, calm down, you little psycho. Juniper leaves to go grab breakfast in town, and she sees Victoria, finally, walking down the sidewalk, and she's not looking too hot. She's all bruised up. She's pale, got bags in her eyes. She's, like, nervously looking around for someone to come get her. Serves you right. Yep. And Victoria sees Juniper, and she immediately, like, takes off running. So, of course, Juniper follows her. And she wants to call Zane for backup, but, of course, she left her phone at home. So Juniper's like, I'm going to keep following her solo. Let's go see what happens. Well, she follows Victoria into a black SUV, pulls up, and basically Jeremiah and his cronies grab her and take Victoria off to St. Thaddeus. I love the word cronies. Yeah, I say it a lot. His little cronies. (laughs) His little minions. (laughs) So Juniper follows them, of course, and she's hiding in the church watching this sacrificial ceremony for Victoria. And naturally, she starts to experience some PTSD with some flashbacks. So who comes knocking? The watcher is back to feed off her fear. And she remembers what Zane told her about ignoring it and not looking. So she's just kind of like not looking at the thing. And like finally, she's like, I need to get out of here before this watcher comes and like gets me. 
So she runs out of the church to get some air. And like from the woods, she realizes that, you know, okay, yes, they're about to do the sacrificial ceremony of Victoria, but they're going to throw her down the, the mine shaft when she's still alive because that's how they did her. So she's just going to wait around for them to leave, and then she's going to go get Victoria out of the mine. But things don't go to plan. Jeremiah ends up slicing Victoria's throat before he throws her into the mine because he gets off on this, like, sociopathic power kick in front of his followers. And he ends up slicing her throat, his own sister's throat. Throws her down the mine shaft, and then we see something moving in the mine shaft. And the god, basically, this is where we see Jeremiah gets his powers from the god. The god wakes up, sends his, like, black tendril things of power into Jeremiah's body, and Juniper is just like, oh, sweet Jesus. This is not what I thought was going to happen. Zane ends up finding her in the woods and is like, we got to go. Like, now. The god's coming back with Jeremiah. We got to roll. I also feel like he is like, when Jeremiah gets the power, he's like, Aah! Yeah. Oh, it's like a definitely like, a huge, like, dramatic thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So they're running back to the car, and Zane's just, like, cracking me up. He's like, oh, this was fucked. Abram's fucked. Earth is fucked. We're, We're fucked. so absolutely fucked. <laughs> and they start to kind of rehash, like, what they just witnessed. And now that Jeremiah has a part of the god inside of him, they will now be going after Ray to complete this final sacrifice. And when Juniper asks how the hell they're supposed to fight Jeremiah now, we get into this really sweet fucking scene. And Zane ends up telling her, like, well, we aren't going to be fighting him. Like, not this time. Like, I'm going to be doing it. Not you. You're going to stay behind. And she's just like, uh, no. <laughs> so he's like, you're not going to win this argument. So they get back at the house. Juniper, again, is like, no, nah, bitch. Goes inside. There's like laying out all of her guns, prepping for this war they're about to engage in. And Zane, like, goes back into it. He's like, you know. I'm not doing this because I can't put you in danger. And she's like, you know, I've always been in danger. I get it. Like, the risk is a little bit higher now, but I don't care. And then she goes on this whole thing about how, like, she's not weak and she's not a liability and she's not going to let him run off and do this alone and that she can help. She starts crying and Zane tells her, like, you know, you're not weak, little wolf. You're not a liability or a burden. But, you know, you need to listen to me because when you're with me, my first concern is always going to be protect you. And so, like, he can't go fight this god with her there it's just not the way he wants to do things and it ends up this whole scene leads to the moment we have finally between these two and she ends up telling him you know how much she loves him and she's like you know you did it you fucking did it you broke down the wall and fucking smashed it to bits you said you wanted all of me so there it is you've got it i can't risk losing that so i'm going with you and he ends up telling her that he fully intends to spend eternity showing just how much he loves her. And I love this line, the whole fucking thing. He said, I let you lead when you need to, but I've been telling you all along, love, like how much she's been loving her. <laughs> yes, Dead. he has been. And it, He's like, I let you take the lead, but I've been telling you this whole time. It's, it's uh. you. It's you. You're it's the one I want. You're the one I need. Literally. And so then he like kind of goes on and he's like, you know, 
that's great and all, but like, listen to me. There are things, she, her whole thing is like, it doesn't matter if I die because I'm going to go to hell with you anyway. So like, what's it matter? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going to just throw away your life. Like, there are things and magic in this world that we're going to be facing that could potentially take you away from me and like make that not happen. So he says, justice one time, Juniper, lay down your weapons and let me use mine. And now he, you know, you fought for your life, Juniper. You deserve to live the rest of it without having to fight another day. And so he basically tells her, like, let me take on this fight for you. Like, you've done enough. You've won, you know, you've survived this long. Let me be the one to, like, fight this battle for you. So they come to an agreement that she will let him do it, but she's going to still be there, like, hiding in the woods. So he's like, fine. So on the way to the Hadley property, we get some insight into just how powerful Zane is as a demon. He noticed that his power grew quite a bit when he took Juniper's soul, and his eyes became darker. It was easier for him to manipulate the energy and ether around him, which is all foreshadowing about what's to happen with Mr. Archdemon Zane over here. Then we get to the property. They see a crowd of people in the house, but no sign of Jeremiah. So Zane leaves Juniper in the woods while he goes to fuck some shit up. And in the words of Zane, he's going to go throw Jeremiah a little welcome home party. So he goes in the house, easily slaughters like eight of these people within seconds. And then he looks out the window, waves to Junie. Hey. This is my favorite fucking part because it reminds me of when Forrest Gump is like rapidly waving off of yeah. his his shrimp boat. Hi, yeah. I'm, here, I'm still <laughs> yeah. alive. Hi, yeah. Jody. <laughs> I kept sending that to Hallie this whole time while I was reading it. Yeah, it's like after he kills everyone, slaughters. He rearranges their bodies and he calls it tidying up. And then he writes "Welcome home, Jay" in their blood on the wall. Then just like six back and relaxes, waiting for Jeremiah to show up. And when Jeremiah comes in, Zane's like, hey, buddy, welcome to the party. What's up, bitch? Been waiting on you, man oh, of the oh. hour. So Jeremiah finally shows up with three of his men who are now wearing all, like, tactical gear. And I'm like, where was this? Like, you also, just randomly what picked fucking up? fucking <laughs> idiots. Like, we're – and it's a bunch of high school – like, the thing is what's funny about this is it's not just, like, a bunch of grown men. It's, like, literally Jeremiah's cronies that are his high school buddies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Zane like sees them in their new like padded vests and helmets and face shields and Zane's like, okay, lol, that's cute. <laughs> Whatever. <Sweet. laughs> and we notice that like we already know from book one, like Jeremiah is not doing so hot with this god in his body. He smells of rot. He's like bleeding black shit everywhere. He's like shaking. He's not doing too good. Well, we know from the first book that like he, like Leon explains to Ray that like Jeremiah is not going to make it. With all this shit going on. Jeremiah is dying because yeah. his body is not made to hold this essence of, like, this god that's so right. powerful. Basically, long story short, Jeremiah and Zane, like, start fighting. Jeremiah is definitely holding his own because, again, he has, like, the god's power in him. And at one point, he goes to, like, punch Zane in the back. And what he ends up doing is shoving that amulet that they left in the dirt. Dummies. Into, like, his back. And, and I mean, but, like, I get being forgetful, you know? They were having a yeah. <laughs> Been there. We've they were fucking there. over a dead body. They wanted to go yeah. to the demon nightclub. This is, like, burying a nuke, though, and, like, forgetting that you buried it there. Right. And then stepping on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
You might. I don't think I could have forgotten about the new guy buried in the backyard. But maybe that's just me. Maybe. Maybe. But it's not. Here we so are. So when this, yeah, when this amulet, like, goes into his back, it immediately weakens Zane. Like, he is in and out of consciousness now. He can't see straight. He can't heal. So Jeremiah, of course, is, like, toying with Zane now. He ends up seeing the marks on Zane's body, Juniper's name on Zane's body. And he's like, ding, 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 she's back. Okay, so we go and tell his little minions to go out to the woods and find Juniper and bring her to him. Juni! Yeah, so Juniper, we're now in Juniper's point of view. She's out in the woods watching and waiting. She sees Jeremiah dragging Zane to the back of the house, calling her name, telling her to come out of hiding. Oh, but he's and- like... Come out, come out, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Creepy. Fucking weird. And so she's in the woods trying to figure out how the hell she's going to take down Jeremiah and his men. And she sees a little blur of red. Because the watcher is still hanging around. Waiting to feed on her and her parents. Right behind her. But like right right over her shoulder. It's so. And she's uh, like, no, no, no. Like, I'm done running. I'm not about to abandon Zane. Fuck this shit. She puts down her gun knowing that like. She's going to use her knife now because she needs to be quiet. Like She basically creeps up on these two men in the woods, slits their throat. So badass. Then, I could never. So badass. Then, as like the Watcher is like, still like creeping up on her, she basically tells the Watcher to fuck off. And the Watcher is like, all right. Then the Watcher puts the entire head of this minion in his mouth and like swallows him whole. And That's disgusting. Juniper's like... Okay, I'm gonna go now, you fucking freak. She sprints to the edge of the woods, sees Jeremiah choking Zane. She's instantly like, oh fuck no, that's my demon, don't touch him. She comes out, guns blazing, ready to kill this fucker. And as she approaches Jeremiah, she sees he's in the middle of doing a spell. And Zane tells her to leave because he is summoning a reaper. This reaper, a refresher, we met in book one, who goes after Leon... Reapers are held executioners. They're massive, super intelligent. Um, demons are basically terrified of them. So Zane's like, you're fucking crazy if you think a reaper is going to be summoned by you, this annoying little mortal. But then Zane realizes that, like, oh, this isn't Jeremiah anymore. Like, this is, like, full on the god in his mind. Yeah, like, and the it's god's, not just, yeah. yeah. The god's plan is to use Zane's blood to summon the reaper. Then he's going to send the reaper to break Leon and then come back and he can have Zane for, like, dessert. And he's just like, hate it. Fuck me. Like, fuck me. And so Juniper, like, does. She runs off when she finds out they're, like, summoning the Reaper. And so as Jeremiah, like, leaves to go find Leon with the Reaper, he's having this moment where he's like, okay, I'm going to die now. Cool. And once the Reaper kills me, the bond between Juniper and I will be broken. And her soul would be free, and he wants her to, like, maybe find another being to take her to hell. Because a woman like her was too much this world, too much for one mere mortal life. She needed more. She needed her freedom beyond this earth. And then he goes on, like, lamenting about how, like, it hurt, like, this melancholy, this sense of loss. Because he wasn't afraid of dying. He just hated leaving Juniper, and he hated knowing that Leon was going to die. And that he had failed to protect the two, like, most important people in his life. But Juniper would survive. My little wolf would find a way. That was my only comfort. <laughs> and just like, Zane, don't die. Buddy, hang don't on. Die. So 
So we're back in Juniper's point of view. She has been waiting around in the woods. Um, you know, Zane told her to leave. That's what Zane thinks happened. Juniper's like, I ain't leaving my man when he's in his time of need. We are not leaving. We are loyal ass bitches. We are loyal AF and we <laughs> hanging out. So she waits and she gives us some time though because she's like nervous if Jeremiah will come back or the Reaper or whatever. So then she rushes over to Zane's side. You know, he's obviously not doing well he's super yeah fucked he's up. like you gotta get this amulet out of yeah my <laughs> so he has an amulet again because jeremiah shoved it in his back he's like you gotta get out so it like the amulet itself has buried itself into him like it's its own living thing which was weird to me it reminded me do you remember in the movie um the mummy mm -hmm. and those little creepy crawly bugs ew that's what it reminded me of and like as it's in his body, it's absorbing. Like that's all what I'm saying. It's, it like, it's me getting the... stronger and stronger and yes. stronger. Yes, it reminded me of those creepy crawly, crawly bugs from the mummy. So yeah, he doesn't like dig this shit out. So she like carves it out of his skin. He when it releases, he feels better, but he also knows he's still weak. So she comes up with the idea that like we're gonna fucking kill this reaper. Like I, she is done with this shit. Like and I agree, <laughs> she's fucking like, done. Juniper's like I got my fucking life back. I'm a bad bitch and I know I'm a bad bitch and we about yeah. to fix this shit. So she's this like, may be like the end of humanity. Let's go out dying now and go to hell I'm so we don't have it, to deal with this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna give it my best fucking shot. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> then she's like, all right. She like puts two and two together. She's like, I wonder if the amulet works on demons. If it would work on the reaper as well. So. And Zane's like, yeah, but like, there's no way you can like use yeah, it. Yeah, there's she's no like, Watch me, bitch. Yeah, so she has him crush it up, which like then weakens him again, which really sucks. So she he like crushes it up. He's like in pain doing it. But then she loads it into a shotgun shell. And she's like, all right, let's fucking do it. I'm going to blast this fucker in the I'm face. I'm going to blast this motherfucker in the face. And he goes, you know what? Right now would be a great time for me to have a soul because I am so fucking weak. So they roll back up into the house. And this is the first time that Juniper is seeing like the welcome home party. And my favorite thing, she walks in and she's like, damn, that's a uh, wow. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they call me the next James Pollock. And she's like, maybe if Pollock had a baby with Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> and that would work. So they creep back towards the house. And I don't think they know that's any anyone's in there but then meredith comes out of like yeah, they find the meredith kent's wife and she's like well zane's like this is perfect so they how you have to remind me what is the the she makes a bargain with him oh he basically like kind of tricks her because he's like you know, if you don't give me your soul and I, you know, I defeat them, then like you're gonna die anyway. Like, and it's gonna be horrible, like horrible. So like, you should just let me have your soul, and then like I'll kill him and it'll be like better off for you. And I won't. She's like, make it's like you can't hurt me, you can't you know kill me or whatever. And he's like, fine, I won't hurt or kill you. Well, and my favorite thing is, is like Juniper, when they're like going back and forth in this, she's like, your daughter is dead. Soon your son will be too. Mm -hmm. Did you all think there'd be no consequences? Did you just think no one would ever stop and try to stop you? Like, you dumbass bitch. Like, yeah. And he finally tells her like, which murderous beast would you rather face? The monster your son has released or the monster your son has become? Or would you rather face me? All I need from you is your soul and I won't kill you. And she's, and like, she's I swear like, fine. It. They kill her though. Oh, she goes to run. She goes to run off, and he's like, "Run while you can. Your godly son will be back soon." 
She only manages a few steps where Juniper grabs her and slits her throat. Which I loved. And he's like, the council's going to have some questions about this, but that's fine. And he's like, I promise I wouldn't kill her. Juniper didn't promise anything. So like, and Juniper says, see you in hell when she slits her throat. I love it. She's such a fucking badass. And I just love how finally Jennifer- realized when she when he does he takes Meredith's soul, his eyes go solid black. Yes, because he's like had now so he's many an arc se- demon. Yeah, because he's had so many souls. He fucking powered up hard. Yeah. He's an arc demon. Now. Like I he just is felt like Callum's he- level. He just went, mm. like, that's yeah. how I imagine. I, this movie, this whole series reminds me, I think we've talked about it before, of um, The Covenant, the movie The Covenant. Yes. That's you exactly know? what they look like. And you like. know at the end, he, like, powers out with their black eyes. Like, that's what I imagine Zane is doing right <laughs> That is now. the best movie, and I 100% Best movie ever. Mention it. I'm going to post it on I'm going to watch Instagram. it tonight. I am, too. That's what I'm doing. Because I'm it's beautiful. It it's, and the cast is just hot. Hot. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm not going to tell Listen, I'm not going to tell you it's a great movie, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but it is. But it, it is. But it's great. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's this plot heavy, you're going to be a thinking, you know, person while watching but, like, it's kind of, like, in this world. Like, it's oh, very similar. Oh, it's so. Oh, my God, Hallie. That just made I'm me gonna feel watch so good. That just made me feel so it. good. Okay. I'm going to watch it. So. And, like, and while they're in this moment when they're in the house, they end up hearing, or, like, the house starts shaking. They hear, like, like the light bulbs start popping. And Zane, for the first time, realizes that the Reaper got a hold of Leon. Right. And so in Zane's mind, he has this moment where he's like, oh, shit. Like, Leon, my best friend, is gone. It's just a really sad moment. And Juniper is like, well, he's not dead yet. Like, Jeremiah only said to break him, not to kill him. So, like, we just got to keep going. And we're going to we're gonna win. And we're just going to we're gonna get him back, okay? We're going to do Stay it. Stay with me, Zane. Stay with me. Me. So then Juniper yells, like after that happens, then Juniper yells to Zane and is like, Zane, it's time. It's fucking it's back. Here. I'm glad we had that moment. It's here. The here's Reaper's fucking, back. Here's your fucking pep talk. That's that. So <laughs> let's get going. The Reaper comes through the window. He grabs Zane and is like squeezing him tight. But the thing is, is that like Hallie said, he's now an arc demon. I'm not going to say he's as strong as Reaper, but he can put up a good fucking fight now. So oh, he's powered up. Yeah. Like, he's. He's fucking ready. So he says, it just wasn't about, it, at this moment, it wasn't just about me. If it meant being able to protect Juniper, 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 God, I have to stop. If it meant, oh, Juniper. If it meant being able to fight beside her, I didn't care what rules I had to sh- shatter. I'd use any means necessary. I would twist, destroy, and manipulate anyone and anything in my path for her. So like, he's like, you know what? If I'm going to go out, I'm going to have Junie on my mind. So there he goes. He then fights the Reaper. And he gets, like, one good battle wound on him where he kind of, like, rips the Reaper's shoulder, like, arm out of the socket. all Juner's back. All Juner. Then, With their shotgun. Yeah, she says, basically, get him in good position. <laughs> and yeah. Zane throws him up in the air. And it's just like chuck, how chuck. I imagine uh, when you go skeet shooting. Yeah. And she's like, boom. She's like, follow the beak. No, what is it? Aim, follow the body. Aim for the beak. Yeah, that's her. Boom. And, and then she immediately is like, oh, my God, it worked. Yeah. Holy shit, it worked. And But she's like, you foolish human. You have no idea what you've done. Done. You've poisoned me. And It's like Wizard of Oz. I'm melting. I'm melting. Melting. And 
she's the Reaper like, basically dies and is like, watch your back. I won't when forget you want, your face. Yeah, like when you're back in hell, no Reaper who encounters you won't know your name. And he's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I fucking killed you, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Find me in hell, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Then, Juniper, this is my favorite thing. She's like laying on the ground because she's obviously been hurt. And she's like, God, that fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he's fuck. like, what hurts? She's like, I think I'm okay. Just the air knocked out of me when I fell. Fucking hell. Like, I just yeah. love, they're like, all right, let's just get back up by our bootstraps. And then he's like, oh, my God, you were so brilliant. Like, God, you brought it to its knees. And she's like, glad to know you're not the only monster I can bring to its knees. <laughs> well, in the midst of all this, guess who's motherfucking back? He's Jack. Jeremiah. He comes out. He's like, how the fuck are y'all still alive? Like, I don't really understand. Where the fuck's my Reaper? And Zane's like, which I love his eyes are black and Jeremiah notices that he's a big fucking deal now. And he's like, listen, the final f sacrifice is done. It's done. Raylan Lawson has gone to the God and it, it's thanking. And it's thanks to me. All thanks to me. I did what my father couldn't. I, I did what my sister couldn't. Me, 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 me. And I love how Zane and like Juniper are like, oh my God, this guy, like you sound like a spoiled child. Like <laughs> Shut the stop fuck up. throwing a temper tantrum, you and fucking loser. Zane basically calls him out though, because he's like, if the sacrifice is done, where's your new fucking world, buddy? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? And yeah. he's like, all right, whatever. It's time. And my favorite thing, they start to get, it starts to rain. Any big yeah. fucking scene. Any big fight, it's going to start raining. Like in the Covenant. We should watch that. <laughs> we should watch, because it does start to rain. Hey, everyone, you guys should watch the Covenant. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Juniper's like, let's get this over with. You got three seconds, and I'm I'm shooting your ass. Like, well, we're and, done here. And then all the cult members come out in their white cloaks, and he's like, I will not be defied. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, everyone starts to, like, run away as, as Juniper is, like, shooting at them. Yeah. Like, they like, all just leave him. And he's, he's like, oh, like, they're just dispensable. All of them. I will do me. cowardly flesh. So, like, finally, got nobody. he, like, the god comes out of, like, Jeremiah completely disintegrates in a sense, like, melts off him. And then the god's there, and he tries to, like, the tentacles start to come after her. And yeah. basically all humanity from Jeremiah. He's now just, like, lab. pissed at, like, Juniper Kind's you know, defied him. And he's like, you will not defy me. Let's no more running, blah, blah, Juniper. Blah. You could never really escape the dark. And yeah. then a sudden force blasts against him, sending him skidding across the ground as he slammed it to the side of the house. A.K. Zane. So Zane yeah, basically comes. this is like battle scene. Jeremiah's body starts to basically now just give up and die. And so Jeremiah's like, oh my God, like this isn't over. Why is the God leaving my body? And Juniper tells him, like, your God's not going to stay in a dying vessel. And so you're broken, Jeremiah, and the deep one is cruel and merciless. Basically, now, I mean, the God's just leaving Jeremiah, so he's dying. The God's going away back to his little mind shaft. I don't even yeah. know. Well, he, like, goes back into the house. And this is my fucking favorite is Juniper's like, you and your family thought you could buy your way to power with the price of others' lives. Your own sister, Jeremiah, you waited for your own father's death to take his place. You murdered my brother. He trusted you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of like a Twilight moment. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. 
Kristen, Kristen Stewart. When she's like, and, and she, when he, uh, what's it, when he like fucking marks or he imprints, imprints on his baby, she's oh. like, she's a baby. Baby. That's exactly the vibe I got here. And just like, let's fucking end this. So they go back into the house where Jeremiah is basically like crawling around like a little <laughs> dead baby, like so pathetic. And he, why? Oh and my God. they realize that in the rain and everything, lightning happens to strike the house. So the gas lines have blown. So Juniper aims her gun and she's like, let's fucking do it. And she shoots him. And Hallie, I'll let you sign us out on that. Yeah, I mean, basically, she finally has, like, these final words to Jeremiah. And it's like, everything the Liberate did has failed. You didn't kill me. Your God couldn't take me. Your sister died for nothing. You may have killed my brother, but he's buried somewhere safe. And your God will never rise. It didn't have to end this way. You thought you threw a lamb. Oh, my God, this, this line. You thought you threw a lamb down into the dark. You didn't. You threw down a wolf, and I came back biting. Bam. Shoots then, him. like, the house is on fire. fire. Yes, it's all over. They go outside. They're sitting there, and they're just kind of watching everything, reminiscing on everything. And and they have that sweet moment before Leon shows up. I know. So Leon shows up because he was like, I want to put it. Like, he had, he was same game plan. We're going to put an end to this. So, Which we saw back in book one of why he was, like, coming back here, you know? I do have to say, before Leon comes... Zane, like his last just thing. I know. And I love every messy piece of you, Juniper. I won't tell you not to doubt it. I'll just prove it to you every day until you can. I also (sighs) love this line. He says at one point that says, you can lead wherever you want to go and I'll follow. And fuck, if you don't know which direction to take, then I'll lead for you. That needs to be a fucking marriage vow. It does. Let me be your You can lead wherever you want to go and I'll follow. And if you don't know which direction to take, then I'll lead for you. Here we are, writing marriage vows. Harley LaRue. And then, yeah. And then we kind of already know what happens here, like, from book one. Like, basically, Leon shows up. Zane's, like, so happy he's alive. We have this moment with Juniper and her point of view. And she realizes that Leon, you know, isn't her enemy anymore. And someday... She would ask about that night with him, and someday she would try to understand the things that Zane had told her about Leon and try to understand his pain and all of his fears, and that she wasn't the only victim in all this. Like, so was Leon, and she wasn't the only one with nightmares, and that someday they would rehash it. But for right now, she, you know, wants to go to the ocean. Yeah. She's (laughs) like, I forgive you. I respect you. Move on. Then, yeah, she's like, Zane's like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to go to the ocean and, like, jump in the water. Which I get. What a celebratory thing. And I think it's also. It's because, like, the, the water the is such yes. a thing about the god. Yeah, you know? and you can smell it in the sea And the watcher and, and yeah. like, all these things. You get kind of scared to, like, go into the water because that's kind of where, like, the deep, not the god, like, lives. And, and she's just like, she goes, let's go. She finally tells Zane she loves him. And he says to her. You can be broken, he said. You'll never be too broken for me. We can be monsters, you and I. We can be wretched, wretched, wretched. What am I, what can I read? Wretched, messy, strange things. If you're afraid, then you can be afraid. When you lose your light, I'll still come back for you in the dark. You're not alone. He kissed my forehead. You'll never be alone again. So fucking sweet. And it ends. And he goes on. It's like, you deserve to live, Gina Burkhans. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to come out of the dark when you're ready. 
And then we get this epilogue that they're in Vermont. They're in Vermont. She's in therapy. I know. Okay. So they're in Vermont, which I love. And she explains it like the green fields, the yellow flowers, the bird song. It wasn't usually my type of scene. (laughs) It was partial to grime, chaos, and noise. And we could find that here too if we went to the right place, aka probably another demon nightclub. (laughs) But Juniper needed the quiet. She needed the wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. Room to make big big mistakes. What a great, great song for this. Dixie Chicks. Wow. Dixie Chicks. (laughs) Giddy up. The demon chicks. (laughs) And at least for now, I was trying to keep her away from anything too dreary. So she's going in there. He's picking, and it basically just ends. She's in therapy. She's talking about it. And she's He's picking her up from therapy. He's just waiting for her. I love whenever she comes out of therapy and she, he's like, how did it go? And she's like, well, I didn't punch the wall this time. And he's like, that's a step in the right direction. And like, she's like, well, I cried the whole time. Like, this is me and Taylor all the time we come out of therapy. We're like, well, today was one of those days where I was like, no, I'm going to sob and cry. And then other days I'm like, well, I threatened to kill my therapist today. So, you know. <laughs> Now I probably won't be able to go back, but that's fine. It was just so relatable, like, how therapy goes. Like, some days you're a hot mess, and then other days it's like, well, I punched a wall this time. And he's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, she's like, he's like, you, bottling up your emotions? Shocking. <laughs> so what is Zane's remedy to bottling up those emotions? Fucking her in an alleyway. Yeah, so Please. she's like. Please. He's like, step in the right direction. I paused and turned to her, pressing her back up against the wall. I trailed my claws along her neck, which I would I would come undone anytime that happened. <laughs> yeah, Smiling. The claws just like really do it for you. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. These light little claws and fangs. I just bite me and scratch me. I don't know. Well, don't scratch me. Just lightly touch me. Don't scratch me. Just, just lightly. Unless I bleed and then you sedately lick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but maybe on my own terms. So... Smiling when goosebumps prickled over her skin. Here, she said softly, it's broad daylight. He said, I, sh- I shrugged. I'll hear anyone coming before they see us. I just want to give you another outlet, love, to express yourself. And oh, to express myself. Is hmm, that okay. what you call it? Okay. So then he wraps her, his arms around her. They fuck. And he says, come for me, love. And she does. And he calls it just a little therapy after your therapy to help you unwind. And it ends with my and little. And then they're going home so she can put the new tongue piercing to work. She's finally all healed up. She's like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And then let's it, go. It ends with probably my favorite thing. My own little wolf with sharp teeth and stormy eyes, all shattered pieces and jagged edges that shone brighter than the sun. A soul as dark and as strange as my own. She was mine and I was hers for the rest of eternity. What a book. The end. What a fucking book. What a fucking book, Harley. What a, what a book. fucking book. God. What a book. Hallie, do you have any final thoughts? No, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think I shared all of my thoughts and then some as we recorded. Um, but yeah, uh, if for some reason you got this far and haven't read the book yet, you should go read the book. Please go read the book. And also, please follow us. On, yes. Let's talk about some of my podcasts on Instagram. Um, also, if you have any books you want us to read, we are starting to plan 2022, which I cannot believe is like here and happening. But we are starting to put together our 2022 podcast TBR. So give us some recs. And I think that's all we have today. I think that's it. So, Hallie, I love you. And I love I'll you. see you next episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.